Talofalava. This is Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. I'm Kuroi Hawkins. Coming up... They just want to be able to turn around and see that we're there and that we are present. The Pacific delegation at Waitangi say they stand in solidarity with Māori. Also, former Cook Islands Deputy Prime Minister is found guilty. And later on... All around the Pacific, our culture is our strength. It's our superpower. Miss Samoa's Moimoana Shwinki wins the Pacific Islands pageant. Pacific people across Aotearoa New Zealand are engaging with Māori in new ways and uniting on how to honour Te Tiriti o Waitangi or the Treaty of Waitangi, while considering what a new constitution would look like for the multicultural nation. Waitangi Day, held on February the 6th, is one of the most important days on the calendar for Māori. Thousands of people are gathering on Waitangi Treaty grounds, where the founding document was signed in 1840. Elisha Foon reports. The annual commemorations carry on the kōrero, or talanoa, that began at last month's nationwide hui, which also included Pacific leaders. Former Minister of Pacific Peoples Alpito William Seal says Pacific leaders of all ages are standing in solidarity with the country's indigenous people. Following the change of government, he hopes new cultural conversations acknowledge the connections between Māori and Pacific and carve an inclusive way forward for all. Hey, we really need to have a conversation, a serious conversation, about what it means to be a a nation of Aotearoa New Zealand, what the treaty actually means for not just Māori, but for all New Zealanders. Alpito William Seal says as a nation, New Zealand must be aligned with its multicultural identity. The change in government has become a cultural catalyst, sparking fresh dialogue led by Kingitanga, the Māori King movement, around creating a new constitution with Pacifica alongside Pākehā, key partners in that conversation. Now is an opportunity for our Pacific leaders and our young leaders that are coming through in both public and private sector to really think hard about how do we build social structures to strengthen these links going forward where Māori and Pacifica are supporting one another. Shortly after the election last year, Pacific Health leader Sir Colin Tukuitonga boldly stepped down from his roles within all government groups after citing no confidence in the new coalition government. Given the way the new coalition government is approaching Reo and, and Māori generally, I expect uh, that Pacific people might be more active. Mr Seal says about 20% of the population have ancestry connections to Māori. Political commentator Thomas Wayne says there is a cohort of young people identifying with being both Māori and Pacifica. We are the Maruhiri, we are the guests here, you know, we are the visitors here, and Māori are the tangata whenua. But we understand that there is a genealogical, cultural, waka voyaging, language, linguistic, genealogical relationship to the people of this land. I think there's a sense that we just need to turn up. And much like with families, sometimes in a family, someone in that family is facing a challenge. They just want to be able to turn around and see that we're there and that we are present and that we stand with them. And I think that's really important. And there are lots of different ways that we can do that. Mr Seal says politicians come and go, but it is people that remain. And they ultimately have the power to shape the future of Aotearoa New Zealand. How do we firm up the Tiriti of Waitangi as a foundation document once and for all 
Those are important issues. And whether we should be putting together a constitution where it requires two-thirds majority of parliament to change it so that you don't have a situation where any politician come along with some wacky ideas and decide we'll get rid of that. I think those are the conversations that must be had. Mr Seal says the country must be united over honouring the nation's founding document while also embracing New Zealand's diverse and multicultural reality. Meanwhile, a woman of Samoan and Maori heritage says Waitangi Day always stirs up emotions for her. Valeria Gascoigne says growing up she felt like she had three strikes against her, one for being a woman, a second for being Maori and a third for being Samoan. But now she sees it as her triple threat or superpower. She told Lydia Lewis Waitangi Day is always a time for reflection on the impacts colonisation had on her Samoan mother and Maori father, who was beaten in school for speaking his mother tongue. This year is going to be really, is really, really different. Obviously, I, I, I believe that is um, a very significant, um, I mean, Waitangi is always significant, but I think more so this year, particularly with, um, with this new government and the uproar around um, looking at Te Tiriti o Waitangi and rewording some of the, of the, the documents. Um, and so it is really significant and really, really important, um, particularly for being, being Māori, but also being half Samoan. Um, and so there's been, um, I've, I've seen that there's been more of, um, more of our Pacific communities, our Pacifica communities, are actually individually making personal stands to, to stand with Māori um, around Te Tiriti o Waitangi, which is amazing. And I think it's really important that our Pacific, our Pacifica communities, our people, our Polynesian people, um, have an understanding. What words would you use to describe the power of being a Wahine, Māori and Samoan? <laughs> well, I used to think I had three strikes. <laughs> you know, being a woman, being Samoan and being Māori. <laughs> It's kind of like, well, it really is like, you know, you get three strikes for, for just being those three things. But I think in that, there is there is power um, in that than what I thought. Because I kept getting this like, well, you know, I'm going to get ridiculed just for being those three things. But in actual fact, those are the three things that um that are our superhero powers. So I'm really grateful to my parents, particularly my mum, um, who taught us um, so much about life, about being Samoan, and having my dad who just loved being Māori, even though he couldn't um, speak his real as confident as he would have liked. Um, but now it's our, it's our turn, it's our responsibility now to be able to carry that um, and, and, and uh, pass it on to to our next kids, which is why I think our trip going away with mum for the next two weeks, part of our our two weeks away, apart from being with mum, is that we've um, we've kind of worked out workshops. So our kids are going to be learning their whakapapa on both um, my dad's side and my mum's side. Um, we'll be discussing things around, you know, what it means to um, about family, about time. Um, 
And so we're looking for. I'm looking forward to it. So I think part of it too is, I guess we're having our own little Waitangi <laughs> as a family <laughs> going away because we, we, we're going to be specifically talking about our whenua Māori. We're going to be talking about um, kids going to learn about whakapapa. Um, and so I think that in itself is what Waitangi means. Actually, now that I think about it, that is what Waitangi means for us. It's a celebration of being... Māori and being also Samoan and being proud of being proud of both and um, yeah oh that's good. making me a bit emotional now yeah why is it making you emotional what is it stirring up inside for you <laughs> oh my gosh it's making me really emotional I think because um I think out of all my siblings, I mean, I had, I was really blessed to um, to have my dad's sister. She had no kids. Um, and so having that time with her up north and really kind of having that appreciation of the struggles that my, my auntie and my dad had growing up, um, being Māori. Um, and they're all called, you know, like that whole generation is gone. And um, so we were really grateful to have my mum um, still with us. And so I think um, the struggle, um, the struggle, the mess that we all went through growing up in terms of our identity um, and fighting for what is important for us here in Aotearoa um, is really important. I think, um, yeah, I think maybe I'm getting emotional because my dad's not here, uh, my auntie's not here, um, all my aunties and uncles are, have gone, um, and so, you know, the fight is really left with us, uh, and ensuring that that we are able to um, to equip our kids to carry on and to be strong in such a, um, you know, trying times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting all emotional. I think it's because, you know, my mum's, you know, mum um, has stage four cancer and um, she's 85, but man, she's a powerhouse. Um, you know, I mean, she truly is a bionic woman. She's got metal everywhere in her body. Um, she's a chronic asthmatic. She's, you know, she struggles with her diabetes. She's now got, you know, um, stage four cancer, but when you look at her, you wouldn't think she's got anything wrong with her, you know. And in fact, she did co. She had we both had COVID together, and she did better than I did. <laughs> it's it's amazing, you know. Her generation is like a whole different type of people, you know. They made them. I don't know. Um, they're just so different. Uh, my mum's generation. They are so strong, headstrong, emotionally strong. Um, you know, that that's just, you know, mum's just so, so resilient. And I think from that, it's really um, taught us or taught me to be even more resilient and to, to carry on the journey. Valeria Gascoigne is calling on the people of Te Moana Nuiakiwa to stand in solidarity with Tangata Whenua this Waitangi Day. The Cook Islands now Former Deputy Prime Minister Robert Tapaitau has been removed from Parliament. 
He was found guilty of three charges of using a document to obtain pecuniary advantage and one charge of conspiracy to defraud. The former National Environment Service Director Nga Puna and his wife, Diane Charlie Puna, who was the former Secretary of Infrastructure Cook Islands, were convicted on similar charges. Cook Islands News Editor Rashneel Kumar speaks to Caleb Fodringham about the case. The trio were accused of taking public funds amounting to $70,000 New Zealand between April 2019 and March 2021. And uh, uh, Diane Charlie Puna and Na Puna, they were terminated in July 2021. There was an investigation carried out by the Office of the Public Service Commissioner and the police, and they were charged in October. That's when the former Deputy Prime Minister Robert Tabita was also charged for conspiracy to defraud before the other charges were uh, labelled against him. Right, so $70,000, that's a lot of money, obviously. How did they go about this? So those three, they were allegedly, uh, they claimed things ranging from flights to hotel stays on public purse. So basically, uh, there were some transactions done that I understand they believe that they had within their rights to use those funding. And if uh, they did not have the rights, they believe that they did not do it in, a, in the intention to defraud. And since Diane Charlie Puna and Napuna were heads of ministries, they were answerable to the minister, who at the time was Robert Tabetao. According to the trial and documents, uh, Tapetao in some instances was aware of that and he was accused of obviously taking advantage of uh, of uh, some of the payments or some of the entitlements that were granted by, by the three of them. Yeah. Can you think of an example, a specific example of what they did, like maybe they did take a flight somewhere, where did they potentially take a flight to and why wasn't it allowed to be considered just public spending and normal spending that a deputy prime minister does or the other two government officials would have done? I remember the newspaper did an article on um, on Diane Charlie Puna sanctioning a stay at a resort when she was the head of um, ICI. She wasn't entitled to do that. And obviously she got the approval from uh, her minister, Topi Tao. Uh, and there were other cases of allowances, you know, paying themselves allowances or buying certain things, you know, meals and stuff. So the range of the heaps of range of uh, charges that were leveled against him, uh, against them, the three of them. And Robert Baitao, he was reinstated twice as deputy prime minister, once after his initial charges before the trial and then once again after the trial. What was the justification for this happening and what was the public reaction to this? So the first time he was uh, suspended was in uh, in October 2021, uh, 2021. That's when he was first charged. And then he was reinstated uh, just before the elections, 2022, August, where he retained his pending seat. And then again, he was suspended before his trial, which was 2023, before getting reinstated again after the trial. Basically, the government's reasoning was presumption of innocence before proven guilty. That's the reason the government provided when he was initially reinstated. And second time when he was reinstated was because of the workload given 
the uh, Cook Islands hosted the Pacific Islands Forum leaders meeting, as well as the uh, there was a fisheries meeting uh, uh, late last year. So, uh, given the uh, high more engagement from the public, especially the ministers, uh, uh, the 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 reinstatement was uh, was again formalized or carried out to uh, allow Tapaitao to you know. Um, help out in the delegation of the work that was required by the ministers. It seems like Robert Paitao getting the innocence until proven guilty, I guess, privilege, wasn't quite the same for the other two government officials, Diane Charlie Puna and Na Puna, who seem to have lost their job. Did did the government explain why they lost their job, but Robert Paitao didn't? It's a good question. Uh, it's probably something that maybe the government can explain. I, I think there are different ways, basically, you know, uh, different people answerable to, you know, different positions. Nakuna and Dan Chalipuna, they fall under the Office of the Public Service Commission. And uh, there are obviously certain rules and standards that they abide uh, by. As a minister, I guess he is answerable to the Prime Minister and he is the one who decides what needs to be done on certain cases. I guess everybody is entitled to their opinion. Uh, there are people who say that, that maybe he was given uh, special treatment. Uh, there are others who believe that, you know, he should be given that, you know, presumption of innocence before proven guilty. Do you think Robert Spytel's conviction will have an ongoing negative impact for the Cook Islands Party, which I understand is the, the main party that makes up the current government in the Cook Islands? interesting because Robert Tapita was charged in 2000, uh, 2021 and the elections was held a year later in 2022. The Cook Islands party, uh, despite the charge, were still able to win 12 seats, uh, which is half of the 24-member parliament. And then they managed to get three more independents to form a government. So by looking at it, I guess it might have not made that sort of impact. But the views are 50-50. There are people, who, supporters who believe that what he did was within the rights or entitlement that you know he had, while there are others who obviously have celebrated the conviction and said that you know justice has finally prevailed. So uh, I guess we will have to just wait and see what the results in the upcoming by-elections bring and the 2026 results to know. What's the view of the people on the ground regarding uh, this, this verdict? Samoa's Moimoana Safatoa Shwenke has won at the Miss Pacific Islands pageant held in Nauru over the weekend. A fan favourite among the seven contestants, her win is being celebrated across the region. Tiana Haxton tuned in online to the pageant live stream. Our new Miss Pacific Islands is... Miss Samoa! It was a dream come true for the 23-year-old who embodied grace, elegance and pride for her culture as she danced across the stage to accept the crown. Moimoana Shwenki's victory marks the first time in the history of the prestigious pageant that a mother and daughter have both won the crown. Her mother, Mary Jane McKibben, carried the title in 1997, almost 30 years ago. Schwenke thanked her parents for their love and support on her own journey to claiming the Miss Pacific Islands crown. This has been a dream of mine since I was a young girl, so it is 
it is an honor to be here standing as a Miss Pacific Islands, and I hope to make you proud. The previous Miss Pacific Islands, Josie Nicholas, congratulated Schwenke on her victory at a special closing reception yesterday. The Papua New Guinea beauty queen assured her successor that she had the love and support of her pageant sisters. I'd like to congratulate the newly crowned Miss Pacific Islands. We're all so proud of you and we believe that you will make great things in your reign and we will continue to support you as your sisters across the Pacific. Congratulations and well done. Samoa's Deputy Prime Minister Tuala Yosefo Ponifacio was in Nauru for the competition. He congratulated Moi Moana Shwenki on her victory. To the Miss Pacific Island 2024, Moi all the best to you. The sky is the limit, go for it. The Honourable Ponifacio turned to the other six competitors, acknowledging their passion and courage to represent their countries on stage, saying pageants don't define you. What you do from now on will. And it is my great wish that you all continue to advocate for the Pacific passionately like you did in the past week. And you were all amazing. And I wish you all the best in the future. The new Miss Pacific Islands, Moe Moana Shwenki, echoed his sentiments, sharing words of encouragement with her pageant sisters. That I am so inspired by each and every one of you. Your intelligence your beauty, your talent, and all I can think of is that the Pacific is in the right hands and that our women are leading the way. Schwenke is the eighth Miss Samoa to win the Miss Pacific Islands crown, tying with the Cook Islands who have also secured the title eight times. She also took out the best interview, talent and traditional wear categories and won the People's Choice Award. That's specific waves for today. To listen back, head over to rinzi.com slash programs. We're also on Spotify, Apple, and iHeartRadio podcasts. From myself and the Anzit Pacific team, Tofa Soifu.